This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Uh, good evening, it's Sunday evening and that means it's extra time live. The final word on uh, this weekend's fixture, which was against uh, Nottingham Forest over at the City Ground, it's ended up with a 1-1 draw. Wolves having 72.4% or 2% possession, which I think is the highest ever uh, for Wolves in the Premier League. And we're with that uh, amount of possession, we managed to make one shot. Yes, one shot on target from the mighty Appen, from the mighty Atom. There is uh, Daniel Pedence who come off the bench to steal in Robin Hood style from Nottingham a point uh, for Wolverhampton Wanderers. We're going to get stuck into that tonight. Uh, we've got some great pundits and fans lined up uh, to talk about uh, all the points that they want to raise around that. And of course, the uh, the situation with nine games to go um, in the relegation battle and you know, Wolves well and truly in that relegation battle. Only two points now clear of the bottom three. Uh, but we're also going to be having a look at uh, and having a little chat about Wolves women. Uh, they know where the bottom, the back of the net is, uh, for sure. They played at Molyneux. I think it's a record attendance. And we've got our Wolves women correspondent, uh, Jess, that's going to be joining us as well to talk about that in the first phase of Pundits. And I know that Manny, who's also coming on, has been down to the game. And there might be a few of the of the fans and pundits that have been on as well. Uh, we're going to be looking ahead uh, to that Chelsea game. Breaking news uh, tonight that Leicester, obviously, we heard earlier, sacked Brendan Rodgers, but it's breaking that uh, Potter has been snookered and uh, he's in the pocket and he's gone from Chelsea. And guess what? We, who we've got to play soon. Yes, next weekend, we've got Chelsea... And we've got Leicester coming up as our next away game. So they sack a manager. It's just everything, of course. And, of course, with Ruben Nevers, the captain, has got a two-game ban now because of his yellow card, his 10th yellow card. So let me bring on uh, our first pundits. We've got 
Jason Guy. Uh, how you doing, Jason? Good evening. All right, Dave. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, disappointing yesterday. So absolutely well, it seems like me and you've been hanging out a lot lately. I mean, I was at yeah, the dugout. Uh, which will yeah. come on to the charity fundraiser uh, on Thursday. Was with you uh, for the Dave Edwards uh, charity game uh, last weekend, and uh, you see more of me than my missus does. <laughs> that's probably about right, mate. Probably about right. Uh, uh, and of course, we've also got uh, Manny. Thank you for joining us tonight, mate. Um, currently in training, and we'll be doing a report, obviously, on his latest training because he did do the uh, Wolverhampton 10K under an hour, I'm told. And we've got the, uh, the marathon coming up at, in London. And, of course, we've got Samosa Saturday coming up <laughs> for, the uh, for the Chelsea game. Evening, Manny. Evening, all. Dave and um, Jace are in the, same, in the same room, just opposite ends, by the way. <laughs> ah, I've moved, Manny, I've moved in, so <laughs> when you come around knocking on the door, I won't be here anymore. I've moved in I'll with Jace. Dave's <laughs> okay, moved in. Absolutely. And it's, I'm absolutely delighted because I always love it when uh, she can come on. And we've got Jess, uh, who's coming on. She's been down uh, to Molyneux today, a, a, a young Budding footballer in her own right, of course, writes for the Always Wolves website as well. Um, our lady, woman on the spot uh, for, Wolver for Wolverhampton Wanderers Women. Uh, welcome, Jess. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Fantastic. And I know, of course, you go to uh, to the men's games as well. Uh, as well. And obviously, you, I know you didn't go yesterday, but you probably got some uh, thoughts on... Uh, on where the men are at the moment. Just to, on the Wolves women, by the way, we will come on to it. They did win today 5-0, and it's really exciting at the top of the table. We're going to get stuck into that. And we've got loads more coming on as well. There is, a, as always, the new feature. There is a secret word that I have challenged all of the fans and pundits to get into their uh, into their bit somewhere along the line. So the, all of you guys in the chat, of which there's nearly 150 watching live already, um, here on YouTube, and um, we're also live on Twitter and Always Walls Facebook as well. Your your task is to ask questions of the pundits and also see whether you can get that secret word by the end Dave, of today's Dave, show. what was the word again? I forgot. <laughs> if I said it, <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're doing. Anyway, let's get stuck in with you, mate. Um, you know, let's talk about uh, the game yesterday. Um, Obviously, I think you got it. You watched it on a stream. I'm not sure if you were there yesterday, but you've watched it. And yeah, see, what, what I watched it on an illegal stream. You like to make, and I, and, I, and I wish I hadn't. Um, okay, let's look at this 73% possession. Um, out of that, we've got eight shots on goal, one on target, which we scored from Forest. They're 27% possession. They've got 17 shots on goal, seven on target. So you could tell their intent was just. You know, so much more than ours in, in wanting to win the game, wanting to attack. They clearly had a better game plan than we did. Regardless, if we, we had 73% possession, we're not playing like a team that um, is in a relegation battle. There doesn't seem to be urgency. That You know, yes, Pedenz comes on, first shot on goal scores, because he's probably the best in front of goal. Um, but we've got nine games to go now. Seven, sorry, yeah, nine games to go. Six... Uh, six of the uh, teams below us have got games in hand on us, yeah? And seven of the nine games uh, are teams above us, which clearly means they're better than us. So this is the worrying thing now. And I, listen, 
I was confident a few weeks back because I thought we've got a few games now. We can pick up some points and we haven't any of them. And that's the worrying thing. And yes, OK, they, they're seven sides above us. They're not unbeatable by any stretch. But I had a bit of a debate with Steve Madley on Twitter yesterday about must-win games. And he said, oh, it's not must-win because, you know, there's still games to go. Then there's eight games. Then there's seven. Then there's six. Then what? Oh, yeah, we can still stop up the last game of the season if we beat Arsenal. So is that the only must-win game we've got? It's just ridiculous. They're all must-win games. And I keep having this debate with people. But I don't know. There just didn't seem to be any urgency yesterday. There didn't seem to be a real game plan. Does Lopetegui you know his best eleven? You know, I think the Jews out on that. I don't think I don't think he does. So overall, Dave, very, very, very disappointing day at the office. Absolutely, mate. Well, thanks. I mean, those stats are, are quite stark. And as, as you say, I mean, I, I felt yesterday <laughs> was uh, a must-win, especially after the Leeds defeat. And I think you go into every game wanting to win. But in the end, we managed to somehow steal a point. And at least yeah. we took something out of the game. And it, it meant that Forrest stayed behind us and didn't take. So that was one positive to take out of it. But, like, you know, I mean, we thought we started really well the first 15 minutes. And then... <laughs> Typical what happens with Wolves. I'm sure, Manny, you've got a lot yeah. to say about this. I mean, I was looking for you yesterday, mate. I was not, not, not in, you know, not tr trying to track <laughs> you know, because I know you got free chips. I was trying to find out where you got them from. But seriously, <laughs> I, you were. I was the only of the day. I, was, I got free chips. <laughs> I was literally. We were literally right next to the Forest fans, as far away over to the left. And I was. I always yeah. looked for you. Because you wear your, right. your gold crowns with yeah. you and the lads, and I saw you right over the other side, actually. Mm -hmm. So you 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 were quite way at the back. We were quite way at the front. So I mean, what did you? Uh, I mean, of the day, obviously you were going there with apprehension or confidence, and then obviously you see the team come out. What's your initial thoughts when you? You know what? That you've just hit the nail on the head there. I never ever really comment on the team coming out because you know it is what it is. But when I saw that team, I literally sat down. And I shook my head because it was literally four midfielders and about five defenders and Cunha up front. And it was like, what? We're playing Nottingham Forest. We're not playing Barcelona away. We're not going to the new camp where we're desperately to, you know, hold it tight and keep it tight and maybe nick a nick a winner on the break using Troy or a pace or something. It was horrific. The worst lineup I've possibly ever seen a Wolves manager ever pick in my eyes you know why because he's got an abundance of players to choose from and just honestly people saying oh well it's for it's forest they actually below us so you know how we've played really badly this season they are actually below us and you yeah. your mentality you know being strong being positive you know forward thinking getting things by the scruff of the neck and then you put a team like that out that was honestly it was horrific that team lineup and we were I waiting admit, Manny, when i saw the team wrong. yeah when i when we saw the team come out and like we saw it we were trying to work out okay mm. so what formation are we playing because initially i saw when i read the team initially i saw uh totty um kilman and dawson and my immediate thing went oh he's gone yeah, for about three and then I realised that Totti was playing, yes, um, right. obviously, as the full-back. And we were trying to work out, was it a 4-2-3-1, a 4-3-3, all that sort of stuff. And I was it was just five changes from the last game. You know what? It, it was just... You usually have square pegs in round holes when 
you haven't got the squad, you haven't got enough players, and you're asking players to play in a different position. We literally have got a squad. We have got players. And yet, Nunes, out of position. Totti, out of position. Cunha, we're desperate to see him play off. A striker, plays on his own. You know, everything was, honestly, everything was wrong, I thought. Again, Matinho does really, really well. But you're asking him to play in the 10 behind Cunha, who should be in the 10, and Matinho should be. It was like, is this basic stuff? This is like a really good pedigree manager. And then, guess what? He reverts and he changes it because he's got it wrong. So is he going to come on every interview and say, I think I got it wrong? Because... He's done that several times, so it can't be coincidence. Why is he getting it wrong? Why is he going into games like fearful? We, you know what? Um, we won two matches, didn't we? And we climbed away, and then you know. I mean, look at a, look at the two matches. The Liverpool game, we were like yeah. so intense, and they, we were literally on them. And that winter, they, 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 you know, it was a hard winter, and and like you thought coming into spring, like we'd really try and, you know, move away. And we had three matches, Leeds, Newcastle and Forest. You know, that's like, that's a good run to get six points, five points at minimum, you know, and we've got a point and we stole that. We stole that. We didn't deserve, deserve that. We did a Robin Hood. Completely, utterly stole that point. And, um, uh, you know, if we stay up and we stay up by a point, people will say, oh, what a crucial point. But you've got to go into, look at Bournemouth. Um, somebody commentated on Bournemouth, I think it was Shearer or um, uh, Michael Richards on Match of the Day, saying how brave they are, how positive, how they get players in the box, how they're giving it their all. Can you say that about Wolves? Well, I mean, they—I mean, you could see that because, I mean, they, they came from a goal down against Fulham and scored a very late winner by being positive. And, yeah, uh, and you know, you know and it, winner, but, they, but they shot and yeah. they got the rebound. Mm. It's it's you know bewildering. So I was bewildered from the start. And guess what? The match. We're not managers, but we saw that, and the match played out exactly how we all thought. We sat back. We were struggled. They came at us, and it was only a matter of time. Still, you know, we shouldn't have conceded the way we did. And so, I mean, it's he just went and stopped. And literally, he literally went right in line with with you it. Know, he literally went and stopped. He either needed so to commit times. fully or not go. Yeah, he, he does that from those tight angles. The goal's smaller, so he should be covering it. And he gets beaten through his legs as well, again. You know, so there's an issue there. But it was coming, wasn't it? Let's be honest, it was coming. And then literally, we were probably, in the end, I thought, oh, it's only 1-0 at half-time. He can change it because it was dreadful, mate. Absolutely dreadful. Dreadful formation, tactics, someone's just said there. The game plan, the lineup, everything was dreadful about it, and the manager has to take blame for that. I, I mean, I'm going to come on to, we're going to come back to you and Jason in a second, and um, obviously we're going to talk about Wolves women as well because Jess is on here to talk about that. And I know Jess, you didn't actually watch the game; you've probably seen some of the highlights, but you can talk generally about the um, the last few games and the feeling and stuff like that. I mean, you play, you play. You play football as well in the team, and it doesn't really matter what level you play. You've got organisation and tactics. We, you know, what are your feelings about the the men's side at the moment? What how are you feeling about it? I think it's disappointing. You know, when we played Liverpool and we really picked up, we were so much more positive than we had been. And then the last few games, we just seem to have a bit of a wobble. No one seems to really know what they're doing. I think that that goal yesterday summed it up. Everyone seemed to seem to panic. The lineup as well, strange. I mean. 
I don't think any of us really knew what was going on. I think it's just been different. Like we were so we were all very very positive, and I think we all thought we were we were on the way up when we played Liverpool. And the performance it seemed they had so much more desire within them, and I think we've kind of lost that the last couple of games. And I really hope it doesn't carry on because we really need to start picking it up again now. Yeah, I mean that's fair. That's a fair point. I mean, looking forward. I mean, you'll probably be there at the home game next week against Chelsea. Um, you know. You're still fairly confident, or are you really start? Are you, how are you feeling? Are you apprehensive? You're concerned? You're worried? Are you panicking? What's your I think, feeling? I think it's normal for everyone to be apprehensive at the moment. If we continue playing like that, then I think I'll only become more and more apprehensive. But I think we need to. We need it, the last, the next few games are going to be really vital for us and and how we perform, and and we really do need to start picking up points at the moment. I think. We've still got a chance of getting out of it. I don't think I don't think it's a complete write-off, but I think if things don't change quickly, then my opinion could change very fast. Yeah, back to you, Manny, because obviously we're talking about yeah. the lineup and 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 going and everything. Because when I saw it, I was exactly like, yeah, I think everyone was a bit shocked. It was like this is either going to be a problem or it's going to be tactical genius. And you know, I mean, it is fair because you've got to you've got to ask questions. I mean, I'm you know, people coming. I mean, there are certain small amount of people that's like get rid of him and all this sort of stuff with Lopetegui, which to me is absolute madness. But it is fair to ask questions about what he does seem to be turning into a bit of a tinker man with the team. You know what? Um, Lopetegui, if you think about him as a manager, actually we're all, we were all over the moon. No, I'm still over the moon. He's at, uh, he's at um, Wolves. And, you know, if we get out of it somehow, I'm pretty confident that he'd probably shape a decent side. But but he's not beyond criticism either, you know. Even though he's got those skills, you can't not criticize. Now, is that because it's a new league? Is that because he doesn't really understand the intensity? Does he actually understand, you know, bottom of the league, the mentality you need? Does his does his players? And then, you know, let's take for example Nunes. I know it's not a Lopetegui signing. Now, Nunes, Guedes, Trinco, these players quite clearly do know how to play football because they've performed. You know, Guardiola speaks about Nunes as one of the best players in the world in, in midfield. But yet, it's not all about talent and your skill level. It's, do you want to play for Wolves? Do you, Or are you just being told what to do by your agents, you know, because this is the best thing for your career? And that just seems like, at the moment, there's one or two players on that pitch, I think, that just seem to be just going through the motions and they're not really, you know, they don't really fancy the battle, it seems, you know, and, and that's down to the manager then to manage that and say, well, mm. for example, Ryan Aitnuri, you know, he's totally been frozen out the last two games when we've, especially when we've got, uh, you know, Johnny now suspended and he's still nowhere near the squad. So I'm going to ask about this, Manny, and, I, and I'll be interested to hear what, what all of your thoughts are on this. Now, is Ryan Abnery injured or is he being frozen out? Is it a tactical thing? Or tactical, I think yeah. he's Muslim, isn't he? So is, is it Ramadan at the moment? So he's, yeah. he might be fasting. Is it to do with the fact that because of that, his, his energy levels are not there? What are you thinking? Adama is as well, you know. So I don't think that, personally, I don't think that's, there's some, you know, he's, he was left out and, yeah. you know, there's some, there's something wrong there. But 
we still had like went out, came on and looked good, didn't they? He looked good. Oh, looked really good. He's just so such a, such a brilliant player, and, and he, he did change it. And that's a frustrating thing. We have got the players. We could have played a shape. We could have played Costa and Cunha or Raul and Cunha. We could have we could have played. You know, we could have played a shape that would have worried um, uh, worried Nottingham Forest, but we didn't, and we we gave them the impetus, and and we literally got away with the point, which. You know, at the end of the day, it felt like a win, to be honest. <laughs> well, it, well, it did. I mean, and we, I mean, coming on to you now, Jason. Um, obviously, we, you've given us some stats: seventy-two point something percent possession, which is a, a lot of possession. Um, but I felt like Forest every time they got the ball, they were going to hurt us. It felt like when yeah. we first came up, we used to sit like a coiled spring bring them on, we'd nick the yeah. ball and then we'd go bang, bang, bang and we'd be on the attack and we'd score all these exciting goals. Forrest seemed to do that to us, like what we used to do to teams. And that's the frustration. It's like they literally run at you, create overlaps and they should have had more than one goal, really. I think, was it Samadio yeah. made an absolutely brilliant block on the line as well um, when it was 1-0? Yes. Yeah, I think it was Samadio. Um yeah, I agree, Dave. Um, the frustrating thing for me is the, the inability to beat the teams around us, which are the teams that we need to beat. It was great beating Liverpool the other week, fantastic, and, and we was all on a high after that. And I was on, you know, yes, I have been singing Lopetegui's praises, and I do think he's the man for the job. But the problem is right now is where these points are going to come from. This doesn't look like a team, as I said earlier, that 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 that. They don't seem to have any fight in them, and this is the worry. You know, half of these players have never been in them. Well, I'd imagine none of them have been in a relegation battle, apart from Collins. He's every year. Um, but you know, Dave, I'm I'm just you know, I was more I was more positive last week because you looked at the running games, but we're just not beating these teams. Leeds wanted it more than us. Bournemouth wanted it more than us. Yesterday, Forest wanted it more than us. You know. So nine to go, seven sides above us. That's that's the worrying stat. And you know, like I keep saying, banging on, these are all must-win games. We don't want to be in a position where you know it, it's coming to the last couple of games of the season. We still don't know we're safe. And and you don't want like to go into Arsenal right having right to get now. something out of that game, do we? Well, well, we're going to get stuffed, aren't we? We're not going to go and beat Arsenal, are we? If we, we if we've not unless they're on, on the beach the and they're flip-flops. Well, they no. could have won the title. They could be on the beach and they're flip-flops. Like, you know, remember when we won the league, was it? We yeah. had 99 but, points and we had to beat Sunderland when we were on the beach and they flip-flops. Yes, yeah. Yeah. You know, but, you yeah. never know. We're clinging yeah, I, I, I here. I, I just worry. And listen, there's going to be a few players that aren't here next season, right? And yes, they don't want a relegation on the CV. I get it. But equally... You know, if we do get down, they're not going to be here anyway, mm. and that's that's a worrying thing. You know, because that's just subconsciously. You know, I, I don't know. I might be wrong, but I'm um, yeah, I'm a little bit concerned now. Yeah, I think I think we are as well. I mean, Manny. I mean, we've talked about I don't know three years about putting the ball in the back of the onion bag, haven't we? I, I mean, like you, it was a bit of a bizarre lineup. Um, do you know what? I actually thought when, um, strangely enough, when we brought an actual striker on to hold up the ball, Costa, Costa came on again and made a difference, holding the ball up, bringing other players in. I know he hasn't scored yet and people go on about stuff, but 
he looks he does look like he's really putting a shift in he's you know and he held the ball up created a corner which eventually we got the goal from uh, and Daniel Pedence he shoots I know I, I want to stick up for Daniel Pedence I know we, we, that's been looked into in that in that incident which if that's proven to be what he's done is disgusting, but like there, there doesn't seem like there's any fluids coming out of his mouth. Whether it's simulated. Did you see the interview with Brendan Johnson? I have seen it. And he's basically said he, Daniel Pedence didn't spit. That's what he said. He's basically that's what he's basically said. He didn't confirm because at the end of the day, if someone yeah. spat it, you would say it, wouldn't you? They've got high res. <laughs> They've got high res. You know, super super cameras that have got frame by frame if there was something went out they would see that surely yeah. and so maybe it was a a simulation of a thing or maybe it was blowing them a kiss i don't, I don't know what he was trying to do and what he was trying to achieve for me but we certainly don't need that petulance do no. we well, we, we, we know that we, we know that daniel pedence well, i mean we've seen him kicking off having a fight in a pre-season friendly twice but like the one yeah. thing i will say about daniel pedence i know he gets stick for his little Cruyff turns and his little back heels and stuff like that. And he's but he always tries to make something happen. And he at least will shoot. He had a shot when he came on within yeah. the first 60 seconds. He went flying over the bar and he shot and got the goal. Is it any reason that any coincidence that he's Daniel Pedence is our top well, scorer? Well, well, absolutely. So why isn't he not starting every game? If he's had, you know, he come on yesterday, he had a real spring in his step. What I'll say is, though, why isn't he starting every game? I'm Once again, I'm not his biggest fan. I, I, I've said before, he's, he's a bit of a luxury player, really. You know, he, he's a bit of a player. He's going to be better in a, in a top 10 side, not a flipping relegation battle. But I, I'd start him every week. Because, I mean, he was, that, that composure yesterday when he scored, it, you know, it was... Um, it, you know what? He does come alive. In, in the middle of the park, sometimes he... Absolutely, you tear your hair out because some of the flicks and tricks, especially there was one we was on our own 18 yard box and he tried a bit of a flick and Forrest nearly scored from it. But when he's in the opposition opposition penalty area, he's not afraid of especially the early shot. He's not afraid of he'll get it, he will, he'll he'll get it away with it, which we need, you know. And like Costa, 20 appearances now for Wolves. And literally never ever looks like scoring. Yes, he held the ball up. Yes, he was had a bit of yeah, he doesn't look like scoring, there, he doesn't. There was there was a moment where the ball came into him, and literally, you know, if a strong, strong uh, striker with that intent of scoring could have swiveled and had a bit of a shot, but he didn't like and um it's a huge problem for us with that we've never solved. But again, when when we've had a partnership, Cuneo and Raul against Fulham, Cunha and Raul against Spurs that second half, five shots on target, which could have scored like three or four goals against Spurs. And literally, they've never played again together, ever. You know, and it's like, I felt so sorry for Cunha on that pitch because he, he was li- he's not a lone striker. Again, he's not a lone striker and the playing is completely isolated, completely on his own. He can't hold the ball or bring it in. He's the one who drops off, Absolutely. off the main striker. So if Acosta was playing, he would have then fed Cunha, who would have had his shot away or, or, or tried to slide someone else in. So those tactics were really, really just baffling, really, really baffling, you know. And um, where do we go? Like next game, Chelsea. As well, he made changes at, at, at half time too for the fifth yeah. game running. That's right. I'm I mean, Jess yeah, Jess. <laughs> go on, Jess. Okay, we, well, we've got to come, come on to Jess. Now, listen, 
Jess, we're going to uh, a couple of questions I've got for you now because um, before we get in, we, we've got an int we found out in the uh, the green room before this that we got we found a very interesting stat. Now all of us here have uh, played football to one level or another, some better than others, and stuff like that, and we've all had a go at keepy uppies, haven't we? We've all done keepy uppies because that's the fun thing to do when we're kids or whenever you or if you get together with your mates, you're trying to keep it up and stuff. Jess. Ask the folks, ask I'm... the folks, guess, guess how many keepy-uppies Jess has done. Yeah, in the chat, Incredible. guess how many keepy-uppies that Jess did in 15 minutes before she got tired. This is just, I mean, looking at the stats yesterday, this stats even more mind-blowing. <laughs> so we, yeah, in the chat. Hold on. So we've got oh, some guesses here. We've got poor, plant... poor guesses this so is, far. This is a great name, by the way. Plant Pot Killer. 200. 200. Andrew Mike says 50. Minute. Oh, they're so, so, out. They're so far out, Carl. They're so far out. Abby Jarvis is 1,000. Any Abby's not even close. Closest, closest one gets a, here. Gets a free Alice. samosa next Saturday. Yeah, if you get it right, you get a free samosa, apparently. Um, so, <laughs> Can yeah, I guess uh, then, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. Can I guess then? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Andy Saunders... <laughs> Is having a guess. Abby, you've had one left. David Mills in this town for 2000. Oh. Uh, and we've got Roger Clark, 550. Essex Wolf, 640. Rebecca Harks is three and a half thousand. We've got three three. They're all coming in now. Three. Jess, do you want to oh, tell yes. people how many key that you did in 15 minutes? 2044. Right, let's just like clap that. 2044 uh, keep your uppies, and she only stopped because you were what your eyes were watering and you were getting tired. That's insane. That's insane. Yeah, so, there incredible. you are. So, we've got closest. Um, I think it was Abby and David Mills that uh, and closest. So, Jess, a couple of questions. Um, we're going to talk about the Wolves women. One of the things that are part of this section, though, we're going to talk about the Wolves women because they won 5 0 today. But I also want to want to touch on uh, for, for the guys as well on Ruben Nevis because he's suspended. Who's going to be your captain for Wolves next week? And you've been down to the game to see the ladies today. Tell everyone the situation as the league table as it stands and what happened today and where the Wolves women are in terms of their attempts to get to promotion. So we currently sit second. Um, Nottingham Forest are top. We've got, I think it's two games in hand. Um, Burnley sit third. Um, Forest put three past Burnley today, which I think personally I believe that that, that kind of destroys Burnley's chances of, of winning the title now. So I think it is between us and Forest. Um, with that being a draw. Yeah, I think we just need Forest to drop points wherever they can now. I think they've. They were losing 2-0 against Loughborough, who were, I think, a bottom of the league. And they pulled it back 2-2, which I think, you know, that just proves that they've got the players that can do that. But I think, for me, I think it's going to be difficult for Wolves. Obviously, we need to win every single game and have a very, very good goal difference. Um, I think we've still got to play Burnley, so that'll be really interesting. They're, they're one of the only teams we've lost to this season. But we're still very much around there and we still definitely have a chance mathematically. It's still... It's still able to happen, but I think they're on forty-seven points, Forest, uh, and I think they've got a fifty-five plus goal difference, and they played nineteen games. 
Wolves have played 17 games and are on 41 points, and it's plus 37 goal difference, isn't it? Yeah, Forest have. To be fair, they've done fantastic. They've put they've put quite a few. I think they've they've got double figures quite a few times this season, which I think at the minute Wolves have got pretty much no strikers. We've had not had a lot of luck. Amber Hughes has been out for quite a few months, quite a few weeks now. Maz Gornlet's been out for a few weeks. So we've had to we've tested. To be fair to Dan McNamara, he's tested it with quite a few different players up front, and I think. Personally, I think today's lineup with that formation, I think, is probably our strongest at the moment. But as soon as they're back, that that will do wonders for our goal difference, for sure. Well, Essex Wolves says here, Wolves men could learn with a bit from. Talk us through the goals today, uh, Jess. Yeah, well, the last one was a penalty. I think it was right over the other end, so I couldn't really see it. But you know what, Jess? Can I just put in there? You know that yesterday, Troyore, you know, and yeah, it was soft, but there was a hand on his shoulder, and then there was um. Uh, a knee up his bum, like, you know, he, he was impeded twice. Tammy George, you know, when she went through, it was very similar. It could have easily not have been given. and But it, as soon as the ref gave it, everyone thought penalty. No one, because it just looked like a penalty. And, and it's just, you know, frustrating when you see, like, the referee was positive. He made a positive decision because something did happen. And I think that when you got VAR involved, um, referees just switch off thinking, well, they'll check it anyway. And it's refreshing to watch a game where there's no VAR yeah. involved. The referee's yeah. in charge. Yeah. yeah. Talk us through the uh, the highlights of the other ones because I think, was it 3-0 at half-time or something like that? Yeah, Beth Merrick scored twice. I think her second goal was fantastic. Helen Dermody was very, very unlucky. She, she had a shot from just outside the box. It bounced off a crossbar. Personally, I think it had already gone in from You've where I was in, sitting. Think, yeah. But, <laughs> Jade Cross tapped it at home to, to score us the first one. But, yeah, I think it was positive. You know, every, there were so many different players that, that had shots and we were unlucky to not score a few more. Destiny Toussaint was fantastic all game. She got her goal. They were just brilliant. And I think, overall, that's what we've needed. I think we need more performances like that going into the end of the season. And the more we can the more we can perform like that, then the more optimistic I will be heading into the, the title race. Um, now, a couple of questions as well. Can it, was, was it the record attendance uh, at Molyneux? 3,300 3, and something? 834. Nearly 4,000. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was, I think our last one was 2,000 something. So we, we smashed it. And you could just tell the atmosphere was so much bigger and louder than it's ever been before. You could tell. I mean, the volume of people that were there was just was just crazy compared to anything I've ever seen before. That, no, that's fantastic. And I just want a clarification on this because someone we've, we've uh, always Wolves um, put out um, the table um, today um, just on Twitter just before we came up for everyone to look at because a lot of times people don't see the, the women's table. So we put it out and then someone's put underneath, well, it's, it's the, the, the winner goes directly up this year, but it's still a playoff, isn't it, this year? And then yeah. it changes next year. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so you have to play. Southern winner this season, and then next season you just get go straight up, which Fantastic. is ridiculous. It's horrific. Uh, you can finish second all your life in that division and never go up. <laughs> it's stupid, isn't it? It, really it, is. Yeah. it really is. So, Jess, yeah. we're going to go around the, the, the thing now because I'm going to go to you and then I'm going to go to um, Jason and Manny who are going to, I'm going to ask for their performance rating highlight of the day um, and also... Um, the, their man of the match as well. And I know you didn't watch the game, so I'm not going to ask you that. So before springing over to them, um, Neves, who's going to be, who would you have as captain in place of Neves? 
I think it depends who's playing. I think because we've had we've seen so many different players start up now. But I think I would like to think it'll probably be Max Kilman. I think when Neves has come off, he's tended to have the R band, and I think you know there's more chance of him starting. I think you know we can't predict anyone these days who's going to start because it changes every week. But yeah, I think I I would wouldn't be surprised if it's Max Kilman. Max Kilman. Uh, same question to you, Jason, and then obviously we want to go into performance, right? Man of the match uh, moment of the day okay. for you. Uh, for me, I'd give it Craig Dawson. Um, I think with his experience and at the stage we are at this at this part of the season, what's at stake? I'll give it to Craig Dawson because he's he, he you know he does seem like a leader and, and he's definitely sta- well. <laughs> I was going to say stabilise the defence, but um, the, the the results are probably telling otherwise. Um, Man of the match for me, I'm just going to give it to Daniel Pedence on the basis that he come on, he was the only one to have a shot. Uh, performance, I can't really give it any more than a five because this is a team around us that really we should have beat. And the moment of the match for me was Pedence doing that. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> and that was. If you're listening to this on the podcast, Jason has got his fingers in his ears and uh, obviously that's in homage to Morgan's... Uh, um, hands and ears in the uh, the Carabao Cup. Uh, over to you, Manny. Uh, starting with, uh, if, if if you were in the dressing room managing, who are you going to put as captain? Um, Craig Dawson. You know, um, Forrest was sitting back and catching us on the break second half, and Craig Dawson struggled. That's not his game. If we have to play a high line, then he's going to have runners running past him. But Chelsea mm-hmm. aren't going to do that. Chelsea ain't going to just sit back and allow us to attack them. So I think he will play better against them because they don't score that many goals. So definitely he's an organiser and he'll, he'll he'll he should rally the troops. So he'll be my captain. Um man of the match for me, Totty Gomez. Literally, you know, the kid he's come in and then shoved it left back, which is like, what are you doing? Um and I think he did as well. Even in a, in an attacking sense, he got into really good positions. And then second half, when he had to move into a centre half, he cut that channel out. You know that the 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 forest um, men running through. He he put tackles in, and he and he his pace helped us at the back. So fair play to the lad. Might have I been have to say, Manny, I was quite impressed with Totti. He I might have been caught out a little bit for the goal. You know, it might have been caught out for the goal, but then again, if sometimes you're caught out, you need your goalkeeper to do the job as well. And I, I blame Sar for you don't get beaten through your legs from that tight angle. You know, that's just put, we should have should have saved that. So, yeah, he's my man of the match. Performance, man. <laughs> you know, performance is about four. It, the results are ten because it's, a, it's an absolute robbery. But performance is about four because it's just so. But then people could argue it's not about performances these days. We've got to just get the result. So you know the result is it is is a complete robbery, and 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 we take the point because it was awful. Uh, moment of the man, there was no moments in that match. I think, I think moment you might have been your chips before the game. You know though. what? We were. We the funny thing is, Nottingham Forest. Um, the the ground is one of those grounds you can't really walk around because it's all closed off. So we went on a bit of a walk down the Trent because we was a bit early and there's a burger van there. And he goes, um, you're that Samosa man, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> and I had my that day flag. You know and what you need? Made... You need a big S, like a Superman thing with Samosa <laughs> man. <laughs> 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 Manny, do you know what I thought you could do? 
you could yeah. do a wolves in it, most, couldn't you? I thought about that earlier. You know, the... anyway. Brilliant. You know, so he's like, he goes, my chips, we fry them in separate oil because he knows, I, I don't know, he just knew that I was vegetarian and I wouldn't be. And then he and he, he poured out a, a couple of plates of chips and I got my money out and he goes, no, 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 you keep the money. And so that was my highlight that I got free chips. So, yeah. And, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, and, um, yeah, I can't think of a highlight in the game, but, you know, yeah, the celebration, the limbs, you know, because you are literally, you've just got away with murder. And, yeah, and, and that was quite epic. There was, I think there was one fan who <laughs> ended up on the pitch and got escorted out. So hopefully he's not in too much trouble because you do expect a bit of passion. You just scored a goal and, and but, you know, it was just passion. He wasn't being violent in any way and you spill out onto the pitch, just throw him back onto the, you know, into the crowd. But I can't it. wait to see you on the pitch, Manny. Oh, bloody hell. Arsenal away. We've all we've all sold our tickets for twenty eight thousand pounds. Don't worry about Arsenal. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean if you watched my match, you know, right. what you were saying, Manny, about the limbs, people were climbing over chairs, everything. It was like yeah. oh my I mean, God, it, it, was, it, was, it was the only bit of joy we had. It was like the limbs, but then there's always that moment where you think because the VAR screen pops up, doesn't it, and you're like. Oh. You know, yeah, I mean, that's it. I mean, when it was checking, I was like, oh, you you, really I, I was kind of like, you're joking me. Yeah. And then obviously it didn't go. That's fantastic. My moment of the day was after the game, actually. You know how you had chips before the game? If you check out yeah. my match vlog and scroll towards the end, uh, me and Em, um, we, were, we were looking for a cup of tea and we found this uh, bat place. So they says, oh, we'll do your cup of tea because we're not too busy. So they did a cup of tea and then we had a beef bap. Um, and we, we had a pork bat, didn't you? And we were sat on the side. We were sat on the side of the um, of the road on a little thing like homeless people and stuff like eating our baps and stuff. And like um, the forest fans, some of the forest fans were coming past. I thought they were going to drop coins in for us and stuff like that. But they, they were the forest fans. To be fair, were were laughing. With some a few of them stopped and had a chat with us, which was quite nice and stuff, which as well. Um, Jess. Um, over to you. I mean, how can people find you if they want to um, follow on socials and stuff like that? And are you back playing football yet? No, I don't play football anymore. I think having I go to all, all the men's home games, most of the women's games, home and away. It's just a lot to ask. I'm sitting my GCSEs in like a few months, so it's too much to ask to play football as well. So I don't have enough hours in the day to do all that. That's well, if you're doing keep your piece for 15 minutes a day, I'm not surprised, <laughs> but they're absolutely fantastic, mate. Um, but you know, great contribution, uh, Jess. I love having you coming on, so thank you for coming on. And, and Jess will be doing an article soon for the Always Wolves website, so on Wolves Women, so look, at, look out for that, Jason. On to you, um, charity fundraiser extraordinaire. We've got two of the best on the screen, literally right now who raised so much money for so many fantastic charities uh jason you know let everyone know how much she raised for the dugout thing and also that's on your youtube channel if anyone wants to watch that back and you've released some gin as well that's right so the, the dugout night was was fascinating as you know dave you know it was a, a trip back down memory lane to the 80s doug was vice chairman from 82 to 86 during the decadence era at Wolves where we suffered uh, three successive relegations and but Doug was you know was an open book he spoke all about the area 
under the, 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 the regime of the Bratty brothers, his relationship with Derek Dugan, why it went wrong, the loans, etc., etc. Really interesting. But we raised over £3,000, and that's down to the generous Brilliant. people like you, David, keep coming and supporting these events. So that was fantastic. We brought out a gin as well. So uh, I, I, we had the Wet You Wolf Whistle Beer, so I wanted to do something different. I approached a, a distillery in Shropshire, and uh, they've produced 100 bottles of gin for us, and we've already sold 60 on the first night. So he contacted me, me today. So I said, I don't know. Old Dave, what are you going to do with 59 bottles of gin? <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, Manny, it probably nearly drove you to drink yesterday watching that, didn't it? I'll have to I, get you a bottle. I can see, you know what? They, uh, I watch all those games sober, by the way. So, you know. I know. Yeah. I'm waiting, for, I'm waiting for Jason to bring out um, a rival to Tetley Tea or Yorkshire Tea. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I'll do some tea bags, Manny. This Thursday, we've got Matt Jarvis at Wensfield Conservative Club. So Matt's coming <laughs> down and he's going to tell all his stories of the time under Mick McCarthy and obviously his England debut, which is a very interesting story. And then on the 5th of October, we've got Bobby Gould. Obviously, Bobby, absolute football legend, won the FA Cup with Wimbledon as a manager. And um, what's the link for the gin? Well, we'll get a... You can, I'll send you that link, Dave, and you can put it on after, can't you? The link. Yeah, oh, it's on my cool. socials at Wolves Premier. But yeah, we've got Bobby Gould, who's a great character. And you know what? I've got to say this now. I contacted Bobby. I've done a podcast with Bobby. And I said, right, Bobby, you know, because these people do need and want pain. And I, I said, how much do you charge, Bobby? I just don't know. And he went, are you joking? He said, I'll come do it for nothing. Because he follows the story on Instagram with Olivia really? and he always comments about Olivia. And he said he'll do it for nothing. And I was yeah, really, Olivia. really humble. What a guy. I mean, that's just incredible. What a guy. Fantastic, that is. Um, yeah, um, if you follow, follow Jason on his socials, you can uh, drop him a message for the gin or he'll drop me something. I'll try and uh, put it up on the, uh, on the screen. Manny, <clears throat> blooming hell, mate. Busy, busy months coming up for you, and I can, yeah. and after that, I can finally get you on back on the tennis courts. Just um, okay. let everyone know what's coming up, especially next yeah. weekend. Yeah, so next weekend, um, uh, it is you know Samosa Saturday. It's also the Wolves Foundation um, fixture as well. So they're doing the Molyneux Mile with under twelves who are walking laps of Molyneux between eight and ten. And we've got Samosa Saturday, um, usual place. Before the game against Chelsea, which again is just a huge game, especially now they've sacked a manager. You know, that manager gets sacked and usually team picks up. That's typical. But, you know, it's going to be a huge day um, on and off the pitch. And um, already people have like yesterday I had um, three people, separate people just come up to me and sticking tennis in my hand because they probably won't be able to make it. So, you know, it is really humbling that people open their wallets and just stuff money into your hands and... Um, Thank you very much. And and I'm sure you'll come. And my mum and dad are here. Like they obviously spend a lot of time in India. So they are here for this one. So so excited to cook and get ready. And my dad's literally, you know, can't wait to peel spuds. I said, What is your life, Dad? <laughs> your highlight of your Brilliant. life right now is peeling bloody spuds, you know. But um they, they absolutely love it and we love getting involved and um uh, and cooking and, and getting everything ready and, and I'm sure. The weather's looking okay as well. What so. time do we? What time do we? Do you set up? Well, I set up at eleven o'clock because I used to. I used to think no one's going to be there, but you, honestly, people start arriving at eleven. People are going to work. People are going into town. The staff who are going to the match, the stewards, you know, ticket office staff, they all come up early because they've got to work at the ground. So 
Um, we we will be set up for eleven o'clock, and then we'll go all the way till kickoff. Guaranteed at half past two, the last samosa will have probably have gone, and then we're ending up selling our cheese rolls, our crisps, literally whatever we've got There's left. Always a mad rush towards the end when they're yeah, it's 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 totally totally How many samosas? How many samosas are you going to produce? Two thousand and forty-four. <laughs> Two thousand and forty. Not far off. We've got um uh, three thousand two hundred, hopefully, um, which That's is brilliant. you know, it, it, which will take us over forty. <laughs> Hang on, why can't we get Jess there doing three thousand two hundred kickups as well? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. That, you? We, we get rid of. She does a kick, kick up. Yeah, three thousand two hundred. We'll get Jess over like doing the kickups, beat the kicker, whatever. She doesn't do by twenty past eleven. We, we, yeah, we can have the we can have, we can have the day off then. No, brilliant. brilliant. Honestly, thank you very much for everybody already donating and then obviously two two weeks after that day the london marathon which you know it's traditionally always held in april and i haven't done it in on the april i've done it in the october after lockdown but um to do it you know in the traditional date and and the euphoria i know jason's done it in the past before it's just a huge event for fundraising in general um you know the amount of charities that get help the amount of um runners that um run for amazing causes and, and some brilliant stories so again um i've really tried to um like give it my best shot as you get older you think well i ain't gonna do this for the rest of my life so i've been training really really hard and really piling on the the miles and um you know can you just um before we get thingy can you just let everyone know how fast you did the uh jason let's go with jason first actually jason you did the uh you did the okay uh, what was your time yeah. i did it in three days four hours now <laughs> he hasn't finished I yet really, i was really pleased actually because I'm, I'm i'm carrying around 18 stone but uh yeah i did it in one hour nine but i'd only done one training run I'd done a park run about a month ago and I just rocked up and, and one hour nine, I was really pleased. The quickest one, when I was really fit, I could probably do in about 57 minutes. But yeah, one hour nine, I, I was happy with that. I thought you were going to say one hour eight. Uh, Manny, on to you. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I did it in 49 minutes, six seconds. <laughs> all right, all right. Which actually, you know what, Jace, Jace. <laughs> I, I actually yeah. know, um, Well done. <laughs> Uh, my my um, uh, personal best was about 54, 54 and a half. So uh, it's just because I've been running so regularly. And, <laughs> and um, yeah, it was brilliant. You're, you're going that way and I'm going that way. <laughs> brilliant. So, um, uh, yeah. Manny lapped me twice. <laughs> it was a brilliant event. You know, there was a lot of fans and a lot of people from who weren't fans. But it's just special starting it, uh, you know, uh, from the stadium and finishing at the stadium. Yeah. And there's a, a lot of people, again, raising funds and doing it for the first time. So, yeah, um, I was, I was honestly, I was just over the moon. Like, man, at the you know age of fifty to do under fifty minutes was like, man. But I have, I have lost, uh, I have lost weight. And Mate, yeah, are you, you're, you, literally, you're the most fittest person. You're in the gin virtually every day. I mean, I'm not about on the gin, what Jason's doing. What Jason said about the gin. We're not getting it wrong. You're gin. You're in the yeah. gym every day. Guys, literally, it's been absolutely fantastic. Make sure you go down. Uh, you know what? Can I just mention, I've just been reading the chat, and there's a little bit of a debate about this isn't football. This is, um, uh, it's a fans, you know, I thought this was a football forum. You know what? Football 
has it got a lot more to do with what happens on the pitch? These are football fans who yeah. contribute to uh, um, Jason's cause. There's football fans who contribute to Michael. He's just talked about three legends, you know, Doug Hope and um, Bobby Gould and Matt Jarvis. These are footballers of our community. And we're getting the football family together to go and help yeah. people who are struggling in yeah. life. And people want to worry about whether this should be mentioned on this forum. Well, Mike, that's just Paul, Paul. It will, it will Paul, be mentioned. Paul is, uh, well, the last podcast we ever did. And it's testament to that, man. It's testament to that, because that'll get me on my soapbox now. Why do Wolves do so many great things with the foundation? Why, yeah. why they're, they're constantly serving and helping the local community with yeah. the sleep outs, with the foundation day. Yeah. So many comments like that are just ridiculous. Yeah. Honestly, uh, guys, guys, just, just, for, just for context, just for context, Paul um, does moan a lot. Pretty much he's the most negative person. I, I, well, I, get, I, him I on here, get him on here to moan then. I've asked him to come yeah, on. I've sent, come on. I've sent I him an invite. Everyone's got an opinion. I've sent him an invite. I've Every twice single person. come on the screen. And of course <laughs> he won't come on because he'd rather sit and throw. Of course he won't. Everyone, not, everyone's got, got the, an opinion. Everyone's not, got a he's chance. He's not man enough to know. come on. So Just have your say. Well, I think we're quite balanced. Back to the football. <laughs> you know, he hasn't swore or anything, so he's not been blocked. He's entitled. Well, if, they, if there was any on. decent football to talk about this weekend, we would have talked about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather talk about Wolves winning than the charity event now. Yeah. Yeah. We apologise anyway. for mentioning charity to the ones who are offended. Yeah. Except, no, it's, it's not the ones, <laughs> it's the one. It's yeah. the one. So, uh, that's all I've got to say. Yeah. Paul won't come on. He basically because he says that we're all biased and we're pro positive, too positive all the time, and we're all like this, that, and the other. And I've said like, so come on then, and have you say like we got Sam last week, but no, yeah, I'll, be, I'll let anyone come on as long as they're respectful and they want to debate the cause. That's what we're about. But of course, you can't say it on the one hand and then. Not oh, someone's have the, just uh, said, um, uh, "Where can I find Samosa Saturday?" It's just before the subway. It's by the university building as you go past St. Peter's Church and, and the Civic Centre. So we'll be there. You ain't going to miss us because it's like pink tent. And then you've got me. You'll, if you don't get me, then Dave will tackle you. And then <laughs> Dave don't tackle you. We've got a proper solid lineup, So we'll get you. <laughs> you going for a 4 4 2, Manny? This is football. You going for a. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway, guys, it's been absolutely brilliant again. Some great contributions. Jess, thank you so much for coming on. I love having well you done, Jess. on. And you because she always speaks so maturely as well. You know what? I was gonna yeah. she hasn't mentioned she also does all social media on Instagram for Stowbridge Football Club as well. And she covers all the Wolf, Wolves women. She obviously still at school doing her GCSE. Honestly, brilliant. So much energy brilliant. she shows. And we need youngsters doing this type of thing and, yep. and showing the love for the game. So, well done, Jess. Thanks, Absolutely. I really appreciate it. Oh, apparently, Paul won't come on because we would pile in on him like what we're doing now. It's not, That's not true. No, no, Paul, honestly, it's just not a problem whatsoever. We're not piling on and everyone's allowed their opinion. But I think, you know, charity does have a place to play in football. And it, it's yeah, it just... Does. There's there's millions raised by Wolves fundraisers. We're not talking. It's also about... optional. It's also optional. That, you know, yeah. um, the, the, uh, yes, the, the fundraising I do. It's not down to me, and it's nice when people make nice comments. It's down to the generous people that keep selflessly giving. Yeah. They're the people that, that are the real heroes. So and it's optional. Yeah. So, you know, you don't have to give to charities. 
And uh, Sarah Meacock, final words before you go, Jess. She says, well done, Jess. Good luck for your exams. Thank you. How lovely are people on this channel? It's absolutely, we've got a great community. Guys, between the four of us, we need a GCSE, so make sure you pass. <laughs> yeah. Thanks ever so much for coming on, guys. Manny, I'm looking forward to the weekend. I'll get there as soon as I can. And uh, Jason, hopefully catch up with you. Uh, Thank you, everybody. Yes. Keep up the great work. And, uh, you know, um, that was amazing with the key for your fizz as well. Cheers, guys. Cheers. See ya. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Yeah. Fantastic from, uh, from everyone again uh, today. Uh, so, yeah, we've got some more uh, fans coming on in a minute. We've got over 180 watching live. Uh, always uh, always great to have everyone's views come on. Uh doesn't matter what it is. We're on just literally six subscribers short of 31,100. So if you are new watching or you're not subscribed, I don't know why you're not subscribed. Uh, you can comment if you are. Let's uh, If six of you subscribe, you'll get us to 31,000. 100. Let me please welcome on to the screen. Da, da, da. We've got Josh. How are you doing, Josh? Yeah, Dave. Good. Thank yourself. Fantastic. It was good to see you before the game yesterday. It was. You're right. It was a uh, good chat. It was brother who spotted us, Dave's over there. We we're all going to have a word. <laughs> yeah, no, it was good. I wanted that uh, that till uh, top that you had on. I did. It's like oh, the cast the castor hoodie. Yeah. yeah. One of them. And he paid 20, 20 pounds for it. I had forty five pound on me, uh, me merchandise cash, so I saved. It should, should have been yeah, saved forty five quid instead of so I paid twenty instead of forty five. Nice, sixty five. Nice. Jealous. Um, <laughs> we've got Craig Tuber Wolves in his mansion with his piano with Liberace in the background. How you doing? Hello, Dave. How you doing, mate? You okay? Absolutely good, mate. You're keeping well. Yeah, just. Bloody frustrated uh, with Wolves, but who's not at the moment? You know, got lots to say. And we've got the voice of reason looking very dapper, Jack. Evening, you're right. You okay? Yeah, good man. Uh, I take it you were there yesterday. Absolutely. Yeah. Ooh. And yes. oh yes. Last but no means we got we're gonna get five on the screen. Last but no means least. We've got Sooty. You would have certainly been there yesterday, wouldn't you, mate? Hey Dave. Thank you for coming on, all you guys. Right, so we've got uh, we've got five of us on uh, <clears throat> to finish uh, the show. Um obviously you've been listening pretty much to everything that's been said, and um 
you know, we're going to kick off first with you, Josh, uh, because I saw you before the game, and um, obviously we're all in hope. We had a good, we had a good natter and everything, and uh, we were talking about the team. You know what? You know what are your thoughts and what points would you like to make? Um, I say before the game, I was in one of them moods where it was like there's a game we played against from the championship where they had no end of in, no end of injuries, and I thought, is it going to be that again? And we go and beat them two one. A foul by Medi's run, nah, completely opposite to what I was thinking. It, it was a must win game. I think we set up not to lose. Um, which in some ways can't be bad, but when you're playing teams around you, you need to go and get the three points. You can't set up not to lose. Um, I think he got the the formation, well, the the formation, the team rung. I know Bueno was injured. I didn't mind Toti at left-back. I thought he did a decent job. Um, he was just down that left-hand side where Nunes was playing left or centre-mid, left-centre-mid. We had no outlet down the left-hand side. It was all going down the right. And it, it was crying for a, a. I know Neto didn't much as he come on, but just something like a natural left field midfielder to come on and just pin them back because it was. Uh, I just didn't get didn't get that tactic at all of playing Nunes on the left hand side. Uh, good points. What do you think about what he's got to say about that, um, Craig? Oh gosh, um, we we we've got a uh, squad, Dave. The the I think of, of of a combination of, of any of twenty two players is good enough to beat Bournemouth, Leeds, and them yesterday. But we've got a malaise in our club, that it, and it's and it's a uh, it's a serious issue because it's it's to do with our midfield, who never um, support the forwards. There's a massive gap uh, between our. Uh, front three and the midfield, and it's all about courage. And there was a uh, uh, a post on the Wolfpack site that, and and, and a, a guy came on and he said, "Oh, we're absolute shite." And I went back and I put on, "We aren't shite, but we do lack courage." <laughs> our, our midfield are yellow to the core in in uh, in offensive sense. No gambling. No pass and move. We play the continental way, which is slow, in the fastest league in the world. We want too much time and we're too uh, um, defensively minded. A number of times yesterday, and, and uh, been plenty of games, uh, before, there's, there's that huge gap between our midfield and the forwards. Absolutely no connection between those, uh, those uh, two lines. Hence, why we score very few goals and we create even less chances game on game. Yet again, a nil first half for shots on target. Yet again, disgusting when you have 76% of the ball. Where do we have it? On the back line. And in our half, we never, ever hurt teams. It's not coaching. It's got nothing to do with that because we saw uh, uh, J-Lo gesturing time and time again yesterday. Move forward, move forward, move forward. Our midfield, including Nevers, they're cowards. They will not uh, move forward at pace. They will not take risks. 
Hence why we're where, where uh, we are. And we're saying the same thing week in, week out, season in, season out. It is the same, same problems. Absolutely, time and time again. People people must be getting bored of me because because it, it's we're so slow moving that ball um, forward. We, we, we seem to wait for teams to get back in formation and then try and score against them. It's so, so difficult. Well, I'll there's, tell you what, Craig. I'll tell you what, Craig. No there's, quite, there's quite a few people in the chat that have, have you just seen, they're agreeing with a lot of that sentiment that you, you're saying there. And I can kind of feel in your voice. Of not, I don't think it's anger. I think it's frustration. It is anger, Dave. Dave, Dave. Nevers, Martino, all the they've got so much talent, so much skill. These are really, really good players. But yeah, you need courage. And you know, you know who showed them the way yesterday? Morgan Gibbs White showed them the way. Backwards, forwards, in and out, pass and move, pass and move, backwards, forwards. He showed them the absolute way um, yesterday. He, he, I, mean, I mean, I agree. I mean, that's one one of the good things that I mean with, with Morgan when he went, he will play that pass, that inside ball and stuff like that to try and get the one two. We will not take any risk. There's none of <clears throat> none of our midfield players are prepared to take a risk to uh, to lose a ball. And our and our forwards, I I, ju I just feel for, for for them because they're they're looking there and they've stopped moving. If you notice, our forwards don't don't move anymore. What's the point? They're not going to get the ball quick. Oh, uh, it drives me nuts. Well, let's let's just park your uh, frustrations there. We're going to go to um, Jack, and then we're going to come to Sooty. I mean, Sooty asked me to come up on the. Uh, he wants to come up last today, so he's sort of like I'm going to be intrigued to see what he's got to say. I think Martinia might be in there somewhere, possibly. Uh, Jack. Um, Obviously, you were there. Whereabouts in the ground were you yesterday, Jack? Uh, so right in the middle of our section, sort of near the back. So we were kind of in, in, in between the goalposts, but kind of quite high up. Right. So, so you were basically got a really good view. I was. We were right yeah. on the left, right next to the Forest fans. Um, so, Jack, you've heard what Craig's had to say. You've heard what everyone's had to say uh, this evening about that. Um, Craig, really, really frustrated. Uh a lot of people agreeing with the points we've made. What's your observation to that? And what's your take on the game yesterday? The points you want to make? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think I think Craig, what Craig is saying is absolutely spot on about our midfield. They're far too deep. They're far too slow. But I think that's a general sort of point that's been there for probably four or five years, hasn't it? Since Neves and, and Sice were our midfield in the championship. You know, we've not had that dynamic box-to-box -box player. And we still not really got it. I think Joe Gomez could potentially be that player in years to come. And I think Bubakar Traore could also do that. But they're not in the team at the minute, are they? We've got the same guys in there all the time. And like Craig said, that's not to say they're bad players. It's just at the minute, it, 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 our whole system and our whole way of playing is dictated by the fact that we have no pace in midfield and we have no energy in midfield and we have no dynamism in midfield. And I think partly, and I'll just expand on what Craig said, I think it's partly because our defence are constantly covering our... Uh, sorry, our midfield are constantly covering our defence because Tomato can't defend. You know, Kilman gets exposed quite a lot. Dawson is very slow. You know, and whoever's at left-back, I think Bueno's fantastic, but Aignuri can't really defend that well either. So I think in, our, in the back of their head, our midfield are constantly thinking, 
I don't want to push up here. If the ball comes over the top, we're in trouble. So I'm just going to sit a little bit deeper than, than I probably should do just to cover that. And that's where all that kind of thing comes in. I well, mean, it's kind of started with four midfielders yesterday. If you think Moutinho, Nunes, Lamina, and Neves, that was four midfielders in the starting lineup. It, 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 it's nonsense, isn't it? I mean, we've, we've, we've had the last three years, we've only had three centre midfielders to choose from Neves, Moutinho, and Dendonka. And all of a sudden, we've got seven of them to choose from. He's like, I'm going to try and get as many in the team as I can. It's kind of like, you know, he's gone crazy with it. We only needed two yesterday. And the second half proved that. We only needed two centre midfielders yesterday. We didn't need four, especially when two of them are shoehorned out of position anyway. So, so Nunes was completely ineffective on the left-hand side. It was only when he moved he, central. He, he, keeps, he seems to keep insistent with Nunes playing on that left-hand side. He's been persisting with it over and over and over. That's not the position he, he played. Is it for Sporting? What He didn't play on the left for Sporting, did he? I don't think he's ever played that position in his life. Uh, he's a he's a he's a mid he's a number six. He's a midfielder that can carry the ball and he can spring you know into defence into attack at pace when he needs to. That's what his job is. That's what he did really effectively for Sporting Lisbon. That's why Pep Guardiola said he was one of the best players he's ever seen. He weren't playing on the left hand side that day, was he? When Guardiola said that. No, no I mean wouldn't. let's we're go, we're going to talk about the midfield for a little bit because I'm sure I'm, I'm pretty confident that we're going to uh, I'm going to be really intrigued to. Uh, See what Sutty has to say. And it's quite right that, you know, people... I mean, Lopetegui's done great since he's come in. He's took yeah. us from five points behind to this. But the last two or three games, some of the decision-making, it's been confusing for all of us. It's like, what what's he thinking? Is it tactical genius? What's happened? Why is this being played? And no one really knows. He doesn't seem to know. And it's right for us to, to question... Does he know what he's first? You need a stable team, and it keeps changing from week to week. And then every half time, there's two changes as well. So it's hard to get a team that's cohesive, in my opinion, when it's changing all the time. Sutty, um, you've waited ever so patiently. Thank you so much. Um, come in on all of that and obviously make your points. Martino, Dave. I knew you were going to say Matino. When he started yesterday, I thought if he has a bad game, I'm going to have, I'm going to have Keith. He's going to, because you have said he shouldn't start, haven't you? He shouldn't, Dave. He's not good enough now. I mean, he, look, we ain't in the position very often. I think we've won seven games all season. But when you, you're winning on 80 minutes, bring him on. Fantastic. Do not start with João Matino. It's too passive, it's too slow. I'll tell you now, if we if there was a league table for possession of sideways and backward passes, Wolves would absolutely win it hands down because they've got no balls, Dave. This is coming no... on to what Craig has said. Is that the same it, points? You have got to gamble every now and then. You have to. You un... Our record is with the second worst scorers in the division, I believe. And we do not create chances, Dave. Guilt edge chances. If you do, if you've got that combination and you've got a, a, a goal difference of minus nineteen, well, guess what? You're going to find yourself in a relegation battle. Now we're fourteenth, I think we are in the league. We're banging 13th, trouble. Thirteenth, we're banging trouble. Let's just bring the league table up for everyone to actually uh, see. Let's just share the screen because I've got it ready to show you. 
So this is the uh, is the league table at the moment. And if I scroll uh, down, you can obviously then see um, what we've got the bottom half of the table. And you can see the, the, the BBC one, you can see the greens, you can see the reds, um, and then you can see Wolves, one win, draw, loss, win, loss, loss, draw. You know, you look at the likes of Bournemouth, in that period, they've now got three wins. I mean, wins are obviously better than draws. You've seen Leeds got two wins there, Everton a couple of wins. Okay, Leicester City... Bad run of form, which is why where they are. Southampton sort of similar. Leicester sacked their manager today. That's the table. You know, it's so yeah. tight. Dave, can, can, I, can I just quickly say, uh, uh, when we were talking about the debacle of the Leeds game, which was absolutely shocking, I think I referenced going back to 1986-87, we are in the fourth tier, and we had a group of players that got together... Uh, when we were in, in the darkest days of our club history and basically rolled their sleeves up and dug us out the trenches, and I mean dug us out. And the crest on the, on the club shirt, they fought for that. But I'll tell you what you've got now, Dave. You've got too many players not worried about the wolf head on the chest. They're more worried about their individual name on the back of that shirt. They don't care, Dave. They will no, get you've... their contracts elsewhere, Dave. Don't be deluded, Dave. I know you wear gold-tinted glasses. Don't be deluded <laughs> to think that if we go down, they will give one jot about war. Mate, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm not. Absolutely not. And I did. Um, I always try to take those gold-tinted glasses, which we all wear from time to time off, because you have to be pragmatic about this sort of stuff. But you know me, I'm always try I always try to to be positive. I always try to be hopeful. That's the, the nature of it. I'm concerned. I'm concerned on to, on to the point of getting worried, uh, to be fair. And, you know, when you, you, you're saying about those on the thing and you're saying players don't care, obviously they should care because they're getting paid a, an awful lot of money. You know, they've got a, a manager that's supposedly a world-class manager, that, you know, and they to say that they're not bothered about the front of the shirt... It's quite a statement. What, what names are you putting out there? You know, if you're going through the team, what names are you you're saying? I don't see Neves. I don't see Neves not playing for the back. Look, look, you, you've got to show some fight. This is the best league in the world. You've got to be brave. And it's no good hiding behind a safe five-yard pass all the time. Great. I, I don't care for possession, Dave. When we were playing under Nuno, we, I think we averaged probably mid thirties in possession every game. We've well, we Forest did to us what we used to do to other oh, teams. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Exactly how they play. If, if, if we used to play with about thirty percent possession, and we did teams on the break, and we were fast, dynamic. We beat Man Cities, Man Uniteds, Chelsea's, Tottenham's, Arsenal's. They feared us, Dave. I said this two weeks ago. We were feared. We're not anymore, mate. We are the giving machine now. We just give up. We are terrible. We're a terrible watch. Well, you know, I've, 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 I've kept trying to bluff myself, thinking this is a great. We've got a great squad of players, Dave. They're bang average. 
on current form, they're bang average at best. They are so underperforming. And I think a lot of players in this squad are thinking, I'm going to be out of here. Josh, yeah, on that, your turn to come back in. You've heard Craig, Jack, Sooty there, some strong words. Um, not necessarily about the manager, because obviously questions are being talked. We're talking about the team and stuff like that. So, you know, he needs to get a grip of that without a shadow of a doubt for, for Chelsea. And we need to see a performance at Chelsea. Uh, obviously, Neves is going to be suspended. Is that going to be... It's going to be interesting because we've all been panicking, worrying about Neves being out the side. Maybe it'll give someone else a chance to shine, potentially. That might be a good thing. You might see someone come in and take the ball. You know, this is my time. Let's take this position because we love Neves. It's six years and stuff like that. But in some ways, it might just, by some strange, weird bit of fate, it might just be the catalyst for somebody else. Josh, your thoughts? Um, is it two games he's out for? Chelsea. Two games. He's missing Chelsea at home and Brentford at home. I say for me, I'd, I'd just give the lad a chance. I'd go with Lamina, um, Gomez, and I'm torn between if he's fit, Bubacar or Nunes. Um, I, I just think give Gomez the chance now. He's got, we've got nothing. To, we've got nothing to lose now. Other than the obvious thing, but I think giving giving him a chance, you've seen glimpses of what he can do playing the ball forward. I mean, very small glimpses, but get him in, give him the chance. He wants to play. There's nothing more else we can lose without playing him other than often results. But I'd I see what nice. What I'm going to come in here because I think this is quite interesting because such is open to a bit of a, a can of worms here, which is fair enough about the players. You know, if you're going to put a team on the pitch for Chelsea next week that are going to give you 100% for the for the badge um, that you think can do a job, you know, let's go with you first, uh, Josh. What team are you picking? What so you I'm going to go straight out the blue here and I seriously think in the next few games and potentially before Chelsea, Saar gets dropped and Bentley comes in. Okay. Um, because he looked that goal, he just went running out, come back, and he was in now. Man's land when the ball come across um, near power. So I go Bentley in goal, um, Samade out right back, Dawson, and after Saturday's performance, well, yeah, Saturday's before yesterday's performance, I'm going to go Toti, Dawson and Toti at centre half, um, Bueno at left back, midfield three of Lamina in front of the defence, Nunes and Gomez. And then Costa up top, Sarabia on the right, Junior on the left. Okay, so that's your team. Craig, to you, you've heard, obviously, this. You know, you've made a real, you know, people are really buying into what you've said about this. I think we can all kind of feel that. You've got to pick a team now for Chelsea. Can I make one last last point on, on where, where we are? What is Nevers? Our most skillful, visionary player doing playing just in front of the back three, back four. What when when you've got um, Lamina can play there? We need Nevers in the opposition half, not in our half. That 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 that's just a waste of a really really great player. That's my point. Everything's negative. 
um, the setup's negative. Um, so let's let's go. I would agree with uh, uh, Jota. I'd, I'd, I'd drop Scar. He's he, he's uh, Are you going to you putting in Bentley? Yeah, he, he's uh, letting letting some really really soft goals. I'd have Collins in. I like him. I like his heart um, and Dawson um, and Totti. Um, you played a back three. Yeah, without any doubt. Bueno, um, Samedo on either either side. Um, Lamina just sitting in in front of them as um, a protection. Um, I like Nunes, but he's just been played out of position. He, he's he, he's got he's got talent. He's got skill. He can dribble. He just he just needs to be told to just go go for it. Um, and Gomez, I'd have him. Um, so, so those three up front, um, I thought um, Costa looked really, really good yesterday. Held the ball up. I'd have Rowling every time and uh, Adama. Um, so that's that, that's five three three. So you need to drop one. Oh, hang on. That I would did, be a good side. We I could did get this away last time, didn't I? Um, Adama to to the bench because uh, so you, you play Raul and yeah Raul yeah uh, Dave. Yeah. How many goals uh, have, have we uh, uh, scored in the last the last two seasons playing playing wingers? No, I'm just saying. You, would you not play like Raul and Kuna or Costa? No, no, Raul and Costa no, together. Absolutely, he, he's a he's a do, do a goal. I mean, we've won we've won five games at home out of fourteen. That's that's horrendous home form, and, and it's and it's all down to how we play. Um, I, I'm who's, your captain, who's your captain, Josh, and who's your captain, uh, Craig? Dawson, Dawson would be my captain. Um, just go for the team now. I think, yeah, it probably would. Yeah, it'd be Dawson. Fantastic. Okay, Jack, and then Sutty. Come on, this is tasty. Yeah, um, I, I was going to talk about Sar actually with, with, later on, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to get Ben in. The Nottingham Forest goal should never, ever happen in a Premier League game. A, yeah. a Premier League goalkeeper should not concede that goal. If you watch it back, he starts to come and then he hesitates and starts going backwards. To go a bit technical, his, his momentum's on his back part of his body then he's got no spring to get down to the shot it's not a great shot and and it should in a goalkeeper that's that's positioned right and set right probably saves that either with their feet or they get their hand to it and turn it around the post and i think we've had far too many mistakes this year listen saw last year put in individually one of the best goalkeeping displays i've seen from a wolves goal he's up there with matt murray in 2007 he was one of the big reasons why we finished 10th last year instead of 15th 16th but this year, he's just not been on it. And and you can see the confidence isn't there and the defence have lost their confidence in him as well. Once your back four or your back five don't have faith in the guy behind them, you're in trouble. So we need to get Bentley in there. Watch. Have you got... Oh, there you go. Yeah, gonna... I'm just gonna, this is the, I'm just going to play the Are you going to do the touch screen then, like Monday Night Football and get yeah, the little circles on it? Sorry about that. I was just we were talking about it and you, exactly what you said because as me and Emma watched it, we saw him stop and go and then back up. You, you made that point. And this is the view that we had of that goal. Let me just rewind it. Oh, no, 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 no. 
So if you, as I play this through here, you can see where he is in goal right now. And you can see that. And there he's, can you see there he stops? Yep. He stops. Fatal. Hesitation he is fatal if you're a goalkeeper. You've got to be stopped. decisive. He carries on going there. He probably block, forces him out or makes him pass it back or he blocks the shot, but he stops. I think realised he's made a mistake coming out to it. I really yeah, do. Exactly. Because no, he's thinking right. he'll knock it past him and then someone he's will tap it As a goalkeeper, Dave, as an ex-goalkeeper, that, that you, you should never get beat there, ever. But as, as a... As a, a, a pro goalkeeper, that's just a no-no, isn't it? You, 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 all that you do there is you set yourself, you close the angles down. Where do you got to shoot? Nowhere. As it, and he came out, lost lost his bearings and his balance, and he's got nowhere to go. Really, really poor. Well, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's worth, like, you're talking about Bentley and stuff like that. And so, so I just as we were on that, I thought it was worth showing that angle because yeah, you yeah. were referring to it. And it's a really good angle to see it as well. Carry on, Jack. Yeah, as I was saying, I think the other thing we'll get from Bentley is a talker, isn't he? From from what I've seen and heard about from when he was at Brentford and Bristol City. Yeah, yeah. Bit of a voice at the back there. as well. Yeah. I mean, he could be the captain, couldn't he? If he comes in. You know, so it's a big, big call. But, you know, some, I mean, goalkeepers see everything on the pitch, don't they? So... Yeah, you know, that's another shout, isn't it? Uh, I'll have a Craig. I'll, I'll probably put Collins in at right back. Actually, I, I, I'm I'm sort of you know a bit of a Pep Guardiola fanboy. I, I like these centre halves at fullback. All of a sudden, I know it's a bit okay. you know Tony Pulis, but but it's, it, it seems to be quite effective. Totty was it's probably our man of the match yesterday, wasn't he? Centre half playing at playing at fullback. So get Collins in there. Uh, Kilman probably got to play. Totty's probably got to play after last week. I've not been impressed by Dawson the last two games. You know, overall he's been a good signing, but the last two games I think he's been been poor and he's one of the big reasons why we're so slow in possession because he can't pass the ball out from the back very effectively he's constantly looking behind him looking to the side and and he gives the ball away quite a lot when i was got to come back in at left back he's been i'll oh, be the find of the season hasn't he you oh, know, he's kind of, yeah you don't see anything but 100 percent off bueno every time he plays he gives yeah. everything and his positional yeah. play is great as well and, and for such a young player, he knows his game inside out. He knows exactly what he's good at. He knows exactly what he can do. First thing he did yesterday, he found half a yard of space, bang, got the crossing. You know, and, we, and we'd been crying out for someone to give us width down the left-hand side because it had been so lopsided all game. Uh, getting to midfield, uh, you've got to play Lamina, I think, just holding. Again, he's really good at holding. He seems to have, you know, become almost like an extra centre-half at times. I Get him off, off the toes of the centre halves. Just say you're going to screen our back our back four today. Just get that done. Get get uh, Joe Gomez and Bubakar in front of him. Energy running, pressing, tackling, all those things that we desperately need at the minute. Get those two to be doing that. You got Joe Hodge on the bench as well if you need them. Front three, I think Sarab Sarabia Sarabia's got to play. I think Cooney's got to play, and I think Costa's got to play yeah. after yesterday. I mean, I, I like what Costa did from the bench. If you've if anyone's watched uh, Glass Onion, the, the film on, on Netflix, he's a yeah. disruptor, isn't he? He's a disruptor. He comes on and he says to these defenders, "You're having a nice, comfortable afternoon so far. Not any more sunshine. I want to be in your face. I'm going to be elbowing you. I'm going to treading on your toes. You know, I'm going to get in your face and I'm going to make it really uncomfortable for you. I might not score. I might not even have a shot, but I'm going to make it uncomfortable for you from now on. And I think that's what we need at the minute. We're a bit too nice to play against at times. 
you know, I mean, that, that Philippe yesterday for them, I thought he was their man of the match. And that's exactly the kind of centre-half we always struggle against because he's nasty, he's in your face, he's aggressive. And our boys sometimes shirk that and, and, and wilt a little bit under that and go, oh, sorry, you know, that kind of... Costa stood up to him and he made it a really difficult last 20 minutes for him. They know each other, don't they? And Cunha. Cunha, yeah. Cunha was a bit friendly with him and then when Costa come on, Costa gave yeah. him a few niggles and every time he walked off, he just kept tapping him on the back to say, I know you there. That that's what that's what Costa does. I mean, yeah, he hasn't scored yet or anything like that. But you, when he came on against Southampton, he made a big difference because basically he don't give crap. He puts himself around. He's got nothing to lose. But you know, you took. He, he's some people accuse him of coming for a payday and what have you. But when he comes on the pitch, he does give everything and he does try. He he doesn't want to leave walls not scoring or or going down. I'm pretty sure. I don't think any player really wants that on their uh, on their CV. Jack, is that your team? Yeah, I think that's the team. Yeah. Okay, Sutty. I've, I've seen you making notes, so um, <laughs> <laughs> with your, your pen. Because the memory's like, gone, Dave. No, no, no. It's fine. You've been. I can see you've been giving this some thought as we go through. Uh, come on, then, mate. Fire it out. Let's see what you think. In fact, oh. uh, Josh, Craig, and um, Jack have all dropped. Saw. Do you, are you making that full set or, or not? I'm dropping Saar. You're dropping Saar. Okay, yeah. so that's Bentley in. Bentley's in. And then I'm going... I'm keeping a back four because he won't change from a back four. Um, so it'll be Samedo, Dawson, Totti, Bueno. And then Lamina just in front of him. And then I'm going to drop Nunes because... He has just been such a disappointment to me. I really thought we got a world beater back in the summer. But if you'd have come, if I'd have said to you yesterday, you'd come from another planet, one, either Gibbs, White or Nunes, cost 40 million, you wouldn't have been pointing at Nunes, would you? And we laughed at Forrest when they paid that amount of money. But anyway, you know, it, he, he just ain't cutting it for me. So, I, as long as Bubakar Traore is fit, he's going in there with uh, Gomez. And they'll play just in front of Lamina. And I'll say to him, if we're on the attack and you are behind Lamina, you're going to get my foot up your arse. Okay? So, you have always got to make sure... You are in front of Lamina. That means that we are going in the right direction, David. And then I'm going to have Pedent, Neto and Raul Jimenez. And I'm going to go for it. You're going I'd for it. I'd rather lose going for it yeah, and watch that dross that we are watching week in, week out. I am, honestly, I'm sick of it. I have better days in the fourth division, Dave. Yeah, I mean, the sort of I'm kind of getting that the sort of mental attitude that you're looking for from the team is really epitomised by when we played Liverpool. That how we started and how we played against Liverpool, everyone was closing down. They all went. They didn't give nothing. We were two nil up after the thing because we were so positive right from the off, and we didn't. You know, we should be going playing Chelsea next week. Chelsea are a team that have got fragile confidence. I know they've got rid of. Uh, Potter today, and that you know, we always think, Oh, bloody hell, they get the back. But, like, if you get at them, these players, and you actually get at them, you put them on the back foot, and they that you know, they're human beings. But we tend to, like what you're saying, 
it is frustrating because we just don't seem to be able to... Yeah, there's a time and a place for passing it around, but then there needs to be a trigger where you move the ball fast, 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 and you move people out of position. Look at Manchester City, how they took Liverpool apart. Now, I know they've got quality everywhere, but they get to the, they get the overlaps, they cut the ball back, and they've, they've got a player running into the box, and it's a, it's a tap-in. We don't get goals like that, do we? Dave, I, 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 did, I didn't play... I didn't play top flight sport. But as you know, I did quite quite decent levels of sport. And my philosophy was if I was racing, right, and you're a better triathlete than me, I am gonna run you down. And if I end up spewing up all over the race line trying to break you down, I'll give it my absolute everything. Obviously, there's certain tactics within the sport I did. But I'll make sure that you can hear me breathing at the end. And that may, that either means that you're behind me or I'm just slightly <laughs> behind you. That makes you a better athlete than I am. Now, these, blo these blokes have got to start to show some balls, Dave. It comes back to positive mental attitude. Now, you, you might as well go down, Dave, giving it your all. And having a right good go, then going no, down with a whimper. Exactly, probably got that. You know, you see Bournemouth, exactly that. They, you know, they they haven't got the quality of squad, but like they're grinding out results. Yeah, they've got a better mental attitude than us, though, Dave. We have, we have as Craig said in his first uh, bit on here. This is the big boys' league, Dave. There's not another league anywhere like this in world football. You can't play passive football like you do in Portugal, like you do in Spain. It's dross, Dave. There's two good teams in each of them leagues throughout Europe and the rest are just rubbish, right? Not in this league. The bottom team, like Bournemouth, can beat Liverpool's and, it, you know, it can happen. So you've got to be on the ball. You've got to start playing attacking football as soon as the goalkeeper releases the ball. You can't be too passive in your own in your in your own half. Like yesterday, Steve Cooper got it absolutely smack on. We let's let's not mistake ourselves here. We were bang lucky yesterday. We were oh, yeah. rubbish. We were rubbish. Steve Cooper just said, "Okay, let Wolves have the ball in their own half. They can have it. They can do whatever they want with it in their own mm. half. We're not bothered." And he had two banks of five, high line, and he said, "Okay, come on and break us down." And what do Wolves do? Wolves can't break people down, Dave. I'm, I'm sick of... We've, we've seen it time after time after time. I'm struggling to smash my head problems. on this table every time I come on here. We don't break teams down, Dave. So teams will let us have the ball. Poor teams will let us have the ball. We can't break them down. So as soon as we can't break them down, what do we do? We lose it. They hit us on the break like we used to hit Man Cities and that three years ago. And we lose. Now, Chelsea will come next week. Chelsea won't sit with two banks of five, Dave. They'll come and have a go. That could well just play into our hands. This is why I'm saying, like, sometimes against the better teams who actually try and play their football against us, we tend to get the, the results. When you're playing like a team like what you said that literally sits waits for us to make the mistake and then literally as soon as the mistake's gone they spring and they're gone and Forrest did that time and time again you you know they just got the ball and they had 28% possession and they did more with it because they were more direct and positive and 
we were on the back foot, tracking back, running. Tra we got away with it, and we got that they goal. Should have got that second goal. Oh, yeah. Ran down that left hand Absolutely. side, and Gibbs White was free in the middle of the box, and he did not pass it to him. If he passed it to him, it was game over. It was a tap. We play like we got lead boots on, Dave. Yeah. We that, play Dave. like we got lead boots on. Who plays with a spring in their step, Dave? Yeah. And 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 and, and you think that that we we summed up at the moment by the amount of utter whinging we're doing on the oh, pitch. It's embarrassing. And the, fact, and the fact that you've only got to touch one of our players and they're rolling about like, like they beat them. I, I, I detest that. I detest the whinging and I detest yeah. this, this 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 yellow streak. Touch me and I fall over like, like, like a rag doll. Stand up, fight for the club, fight for the black country, fight for your badge, draw blood and your own blood. But fight to the death, and we're seeing none of that. Well, they're not going to get away with it next week because the minimum expectation that every Wolves fan expects is sheer, you know, hundred and ten percent. And you know, against Chelsea, off the back of the Bournemouth result, the Leeds result, the result to get the, the performance and re performances recently, the minimum. If you come off the pitch and they lose and they've given everything and they've played well and they've tried. You know, but I think the frustration is is when like we were so poor yesterday. Josh, let's get on to um, wrapping this all up. Um, obviously, your performance rating, your man of the match, your highlight of the day. Um, performance rating, I am gonna go five. I think we were five, very yeah. lucky to get a point. Um, we just lacked. Any news about us? No spring in our step going forward. That only changed until the last 10 minutes. Um, highlight of the day for me. Or moment of the day. Or moment of the day. Nothing to do with anything on the pitch, funnily enough. It doesn't have to be. That's the good thing. I was on the Kayford coaches this time. I used to go to Atherton, but couldn't get on then. On Kayford coaches and the lads at the front of the coach decided to try and get a sun going from Neil Diamond, and it's been in my head all day today. I'm not going to sing it because I'm. Oh, go on, but that was my highlight of the day. They actually got the whole coach singing it on the way there. Um, and then man of the match for me has got to be Tote. I thought he was dealt a bed and being played at left back. But actually, he did all right. And I felt he was out, out on his own on that left-hand side. And I still think he did it. Apart from the goal, which I think was a bit of a team collective with certain players not tracking back. Um, I thought he was dealt a bed and being put at left-back. And when he moved to centre-half as well, I still thought he put a shift in. Well said, mate. Well said. Uh, Craig? A three, Dave. A three. One, I thought you might say that. Well, yeah. It... Okay. Okay. How can you give them points for, for keeping the ball in your own half? We don't create anything. Mm. So, so a three. Uh, Gomez, uh, man of the match. And we highlight again against Spurs when we were absolutely rubbish. I like sat, sat in my living room and I got up and moved uh, specifically so that, that it changed our look and we scored. So I, I went and stood in the same place again it's that day and we scored again so I, I, i've now got me uh me slot in my living room where we where we score goals i should stand there now for, from from the off 
He's bored out of his head, isn't he, Dave? Look at him. I'm just like, I'm just like, thought you were going to make carry on then for a second. No, um, no, no, I thought no, you'd no. frozen for a second. No, I'm okay, just... you're not bored at all, at all. Um, Jack, yeah, uh, I'm just going to quickly throw it forward to, to Chelsea next next weekend. You said earlier, Dave, just uh, you just said Chelsea are a team, they're not at the minute, they're a collection of very talented. They're a yeah. collection of individuals. Next week, we need to turn up and we need to say, let's see how much you fancy this. Let's really see how much you fancy this. You've got your manager sacked because that's what they've done, the players. They've down tools and they've got their manager sacked. Let's see what you're made of. It's going to be a proper scrap next week. We need to turn it into a proper scrap next week. Yeah, None of this kind of we attack, you attack basketball nonsense. Turn it into a scrap. We need to win 1-0 with a scruffy goal. That's what we need to do. And we need to do that three more times between now and May. And it needs to start pretty quickly, doesn't it? Well, we're running out of games. That Exactly. Yeah, we've been saying for the last five, six games, didn't we? We need three more wins. Three more wins. Three more wins. Three, three more wins and two draws, I said. So we've got one draw. <laughs> so we, need, we still need another 10 points for me. Yeah, I think I think putting a game from here on keeps us up, doesn't it? Nine from nine. What you got then? 36, 37. Yeah. It'd be all right, I think, with that. But... Yeah, so um, performance rating on number four, it, well, it wasn't great to watch. I think both teams were poor. You know, I mean, we were speaking to some Forest fans after the after the game, and then funnily enough, I'd said before the game when we were driving up, I think it's a bigger game for them than it was for us because obviously they're at home and that's where they've got what eighty five, ninety percent of their points this year. For them to not win was, was a massive blow for them. I think that's going to be really, really difficult for them to get over, especially because on the balance of play, they probably had more chances. Should have probably put the game to bed second half with the, some of the chances on the break. So for us to, to pinch a point, deserved or not, for us to pinch a point, you know, that's something we can take and that's going to be a psychological, that's going to be a blow for them. You could tell in, in sort of the post-match oh, absolutely. reaction. You know, they were, they were really, really gutted. Man of the match, I said earlier, Totti Gomez. And then picking up on what Craig said earlier, there was a couple of times when he got smashed into and just picked himself up, picked the ball up and carried on. Yeah, and that's what you want, isn't it? You know, as as a fan watching that, you know, we'd all give a kidney, a, a lung, whatever, to play for Wolverhampton Wanderers, and he he looks to me like he actually understands that, and he wants to do it himself. You know, you can't say that about all the players, but I think he's one that you could, you know, you could hang your hat on and say, I think he cares. So that, that as as well as his good performance as well, I thought you know his attitude was was, was bang on. Moments of the day, you'll like this one, right? It was about half past two. And we're in a nightclub in Nottingham, and they was chucking us out. The, the guys coming around, going, "You drink." Hold on, this is half past two at night. Half past, half past two this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you stayed yeah. over. Absolutely, yeah. What, yeah. Was, the, what right. was the name of the club? Oh, uh, Pepper Rocks. There you go. What and a I'm name! Having, that I'm is... And I'm having five percent of their takers for giving them a shout out. Pepper Rocks. Pepper Rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's half past two in the morning, getting chucked out. Blokes coming around, cleaning the tables, whatever. We've been sat there chatting about the football, as you do, you know, all about the Wolves. And, and we were having a big, long, almost like a, a discussion about the whole financial thing of Fosun and investment. And the DJ who's been behind us for the last two and a bit hours playing his songs comes up to us at the end and he goes, excuse me, are you all Wolves fans? We went, yeah, why? Well, he went, I'm from Willenall. No. I mean, yeah, I, honestly, you couldn't make it up. Wolves fans, people from Wolverhampton get everywhere half past two in the morning in a nightclub in nottingham the djs from willanall you can't make it up can you no absolutely did you want to play on 
Saturday. I was gonna say if if he's there, bring your boots, mate. Yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, yeah, it's uh. What time do you get yeah. back? Back where to the hotel or back home? Oh, you today? stayed over. Yeah, we stopped over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's been Stay a long there. old weekend for you then. Absolutely, mate. Wouldn't change it for the world, though, would we? No, absolutely. Yeah. And what? Where did you go and eat before that? Before? Uh, we went to. Have you heard of the the trip to Jerusalem? Uh, yeah, I'm, it's, I'm, it's, the, it's the oldest pub in England, apparently. It's like 1189, I think it says on the wall. Yeah, it's brilliant. Like The walls are all creaking and wonking. It's supposed to be haunted and all. This. It's a really nice place, yeah. And then we found a, a nice bar to watch the uh, Anthony Joshua fight, which was nearly as disappointing as the Wolves' performance. Not quite, but nearly as disappointing. And then obviously we went on to this this nightclub. So there you go. And you were, and you were strutting your moves. As always, yeah, <laughs> I love it. That's great. That is, yeah. Sutty, uh, man of the match will be Totty Gomez. I think Daddy did a lot wrong, really. Dave, he played well. Um, I'm going to give it a three as well. It was a, a shocker for me. Awful highlight of my day. Not football related. Another Chinese takeaway, Dave. I mean, Everyone's no. going food or, or drinks because I went yeah. with the bath. Man, is the chips. Yeah. Yours is the Chinese takeaway. Yeah, and, and just briefly on what Josh said there about Chelsea being a collective, uh, a collection of individuals. There's a team that are playing in old gold and black are showing traits of that as well, Jack. So we could have two teams of collective individuals who don't really play for the club badge in my eyes. So there you okay. go, Dave. Right, everyone in the chat, if you've guessed what the uh, the secret word is, now's the time to uh, to put it in the chat if you can get it. Otherwise, we'll, the uh, wheel of one. Um, and just before we finish, I'm just going to go round and I'm going to get the guys' predictions uh, and uh, thoughts for Chelsea at Molyneux at the weekend, starting with Josh. Um, I can't see us winning. In all honesty, they've got Potter sacked, as we've said. They're going to start to get either there'll be a manager in place, which potentially could be Nagelsmann. They'll have the manager bounce, Nagelsmann, I reckon, from Bayern Munich, who's just been sat there. Oh. Um, so they'll either have the new manager kick or they'll still have a caretaker manager and they'll start to band together because they've been happy that they've just got Potter sacked and we will lose. Sorry. No, no. Absolutely um, absolutely fair comment. So that's 1-0 uh, to the Chelsea. Craig? I'm feeling an absolute full, full now because uh, for every single game, I think we'll win before every single game within within five minutes of a game. I pretty much know whether we're going to lose lose or not or or draw. Um, one nil Wolves. I can't see us score more than one, but uh, let's hope we we keep a clean sheet and we score a goal. One nil. One nil to the Wanderers, Jack. One nil Wolves, Diego Costa. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> That would be yeah. Uh, that would be magical. That would, and Sutty and then me. Go on, Sutty. My heart says one nil Wolves. My head tells me two nil Chelsea. What are you going with? Two nil Chelsea. 
You're going with your head. Now, I said this. If you haven't watched it, go on the channel. Um, look on my videos. I've done. I went and did the last 10 match day games. I don't know if you've watched it. I predicted 1-1. One, one. Um, Wolves Forest. My next prediction on the... Uh, if I get this right all the way through, I should have put, put things, but I've got the first one right. And I've done an end table of where everyone finishes as well. So you can see who's won the titles, who, who goes down, all that sort of stuff. So I've done it for fun. Worth a watch. Dave, but, just out of interest, quickly, have you seen Forest's running? I've got it up now. I've got it up now on my phone. Talk it's it through, Josh. They've it's got so, Leeds away. That's Tuesday. That Tuesday. Yeah. Then they've got Villa away. United at home. Liverpool away. Brighton at home. Brentford away. Southampton at home. Chelsea away. Arsenal at home. And Palace on the last day. Feisty. They've Feisty. got the, the six teams playing each other on the last day of the bottom nine. Yeah, well, the point's going to be lost and point's going to be won. And, of course, we've got to go to Arsenal. No problem. Anyway, my gut instinct is is this. And this is what I put on this thing. And you can watch them all through. And every single game, actually, I've put on there for all the teams. And I've tried to take my, my tinted glasses off for these when I've looked at it. But I, I've thought all along, all along for weeks, we're going to beat Chelsea. And we're going to, get, we're going to score first. And then we're going to hit them on the break like we did with Liverpool in the second half and we're going to win 2-0. That's my gut instinct. I just, It's just so Wolves that we'll be so crap that we'll go and turn up and turn Chelsea over. Not that Chelsea are, are, are brilliant guns at the moment. They do have a midweek match as well, Chelsea. I know they've got a bigger squad, but that's my gut my gut feeling. Um, so, yeah, guys, thank you for all those that enjoying. Literally, we've had... You know, nearly 200 watching live, and we've got over 200 watching live even now. We're literally only four short of 31,100. So before you log off, if you've not subscribed, please do that. If you've enjoyed the video and you've enjoyed these sort of things, you know, smash a like, let YouTube know that you enjoy it. Uh, that would appreciate me. If you're watching it back on catch up, Brilliant, because I know some of, some of you watch it back on Catch Up, and it will be out on the Always Wolves uh, podcast and all podcast providers, Spotify, Apple, uh, Monday morning. And if you want to know what the secret word is, after three gentlemen, one, two, three. Spring. And there's a few of you that got it right. So well done. Um, one of them did go with coward. Which actually could have been because there's a few mentions of that, but it actually wasn't oh, coward no. or yellow. Um, <laughs> it was actually spring. So if you spotted it, uh, well done. Um, and guys, thank you for uh, for joining us at where, wherever you've uh, watched. As Adam says, get the likes up to a hundred. Just take you a second to smash the like. Uh, button and I really hope you've enjoyed it um, you know from everyone that's been on tonight it's been brilliant It's but the one thing that we have it's always honest it's always honest it doesn't have to be nasty it doesn't have to be swearing but we can be strong opinions and not everyone's always going to agree and we welcome anybody to come on and talk if you've got an opinion you can come on just because it's you, you know people more people might not agree with you come on and speak your mind it's no problem um, and you'll gain respect for doing that. That's what it's all about. 
You what? Consider it therapy, as the producer says. <laughs> Vintage. That's exactly what she said. Consider it uh, therapy. Anyway, um, final words from three. Uh, you've got one line. You're in the dressing room next week. Mm-hmm. Just before they go out for the thing, you've got you've got one sentence to say to them. This is the message you're giving them. We're going to go round the table as usual. We're going to go Josh first. What are you saying? If it were me, and it's only just come to my head, and I point at one person for doing it to another person after the game on Saturday. I say, you pointed at this to someone the other day saying, this is where you were come from and made him look at us. You need to tell the rest of them in this room that is what you're playing for. Okay. I like that. Yeah, I'm starting to feel the motivation. Come on, Craig. Any of you coming here with an ounce of energy after this uh, game are killing myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that I don't think they'd want to come back in with it unless they would after that, mate. Seriously. Um, Jack. Empty the tank, boys. Give us everything. Just give us everything. Okay. Now, Sooty. What's the time, Dave? <laughs> it's after it's after the watershed. Show some bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. Sorry, because we spoke. Show some bollocks. <laughs> Fantastic. And oh, on that dude. note, uh, we'll end the show. Um, I know that you've guys listened to it all over the world. There's a, like we've got people in Australia and you know other side of the world, and also that tune into YouTube, but also listen to it on the podcast when they're driving into work. I had one guy that sent us an email and he listens to it on his way to work. He listens to the rest on his way back, and he's in. You know, you think about people in Australia and America that are listening to us on the way to work. It's crazy to think. Um, so all of you guys out there around the world listening to us on the podcast, uh, keep the faith um, and let's hope that we're having a, a real good night next Sunday after the Chelsea game. And uh, we've got three points on the board and we've got a little bit more hope because if we keep dr- losing or drawing... Eventually, we're still 13th and there is match nights in the week. We're going to start dropping and we're only two points clear of the relegation zone now, which is way, way too far to com- for comfort. So from all of us to all of you, keep the faith. Always Wolves. Always Wolves. Always Wolves, Dave. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.